This is the Wiser Than Yesterday podcast. Your hosts, Sam Harris and Nicholas Farik, digest the most interesting, informative and topical books, giving you their biggest insights. We expose different perspectives and tools to look at the world to make you wiser than yesterday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wiser Than Yesterday podcast. My name is Nico. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Sam, and today we'll be discussing a book from Seneca, one of the first early Stoic philosophers. Sam and I read On the Shortness of Life. Yeah, pretty short book, ironically. So yeah, Sam, what do you think? A short, densely packed book. I, I really like the principle of it. It's nice that someone sort of has a point and makes it and then goes, that was the point. And then ends as opposed to like, oh, I'm going to flesh this out with a really long book about like a simple concept. There's a few things I felt were like a bit flawed in terms of is there a specific about what is a good life and doesn't really have like any sort of, yeah, he doesn't like set back for other allowances. He kind of just decides that he knows exactly what it is and that it should mm. be that way. But 90% of what he's talking about is completely mm. on point. So it's very useful regardless, I think. Could you give us a short summary? Yeah, sure. So shortness of life is, I think there's a good quote that sums it up. It's like, people are frugal in guarding their personal property, but as soon as it comes to squandering time, they are most wasteful of the one thing in which it is right to be stingy. And basically he makes the point that time is the only thing we kind of have that's going to run out. And you've only got like a few short years on this planet and it's going to go pretty quickly. Like all these possessions and other things, like, they come and go and but we spend all this time fighting for possessions and worrying about it and we like we waste all of our time just worrying about these other things and not actually thinking about having the best quality of life with the time that we have and enjoying ourselves to the utmost so we get concerned and worried about all these wrong things and our life passes by us before we've even stopped to consider what our life is and lived it to the best way and so what does seneca say is the best way to enjoy life or spend life so that, that's like the one thing where like, I sort of felt he wasn't always on point was he basically says you should be studying philosophy the whole time, <laughs> mostly. But he also goes into just enjoying time in like a real manner and like appreciating your food for what it is and the people around you and and not running around trying to make money the whole time or fighting over how much land you have. And basically he says you shouldn't chase luck leisure luxury or legacy and you should be more busy with appreciating like life's simple comforts so that's why he's kind of considered a stoic because he's more grounded in the kind of the pure forms of mm. enjoyment mm-hmm. i guess not epicurean i guess yeah and so it sounds so, a bit selfish right so it's like you're on this earth and it's up to you to make sure that you are as wise as possible and so he doesn't mention other people yeah so he well he goes into lots of other people but he basically goes through every kind of different thing that people were doing back then and how stupid they are and they talk about like people that are having these banquets and fancy things and this one man that sort of was a bit drunk and he didn't even know if he was standing up or not he had to ask his servants and it's like well if he doesn't even know what he's doing how does he even know like who he is in life or like what's going on what's the point if you can't, can't even observe the life you're living but he goes on to claim that like generals and politicians are wasting their time and then anyone be doing theater is wasting their time you people making music just like random noises 
like why would you spend time studying any of this stuff to make stuff that isn't real when your thoughts as they are in your brain that's real you should only be like getting better at those you shouldn't like be learning other false things and you're like well learning an instrument is quite a good thing to do it can be therapeutic it can like help you with like emotions it's like a nice meditative thing so i didn't agree with some of those things and that he just sort of basically says everyone's an idiot unless they're just doing philosophy and and being kind of religious about it but otherwise it certainly makes a very good point about how much time we waste doing the wrong things and Mm -hmm. without having focus on what it is that we want to put into our life yeah it's quite ironic i found that he looks at the world and the people around him and gives a lot of lots of comments about how they're wasting their time but then if you compare the ancient uh, Greeks mm. to modern people, like, like if, if a modern Greek would be doing what modern Greeks or, or ancient Greeks would be doing what in- ancient Greeks did right now, we'd be like, well, that person is like, is very efficient with their time. And they like making art is something for us. It's, it's not considered a time waster in today's day, right? Mm. As you said, for you, making music is something that, that could be therapeutic. And so for him, making music was like a time waster. And for us, like my point is that today there's so many more ways to waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. Back in ancient Greece, there were barely any books. And so it was very difficult to get your, get your hands on something that would be able to Mm. distract you for longer periods of time. You had to like find people to talk to or find an instrument you could play. And and so it's, it's, it's funny how he's like, Oh man, my fellow Greeks, they're wasting their lives. And then if he would look at today, he'd probably be like, what the hell is going on? People are like constantly using technology to distract themselves from life, uh, achieving nothing, uh, working for someone else just to go home and lie on a couch to watch entertainment, you know, brain dead, and then go to bed and then re- re- do the whole cycle over again. Yes, it, it, I find it quite, I don't want to say it. It's like in, in your face because I'm, I'm, I'm myself by reading the book realized that well, I actually knew that already, that I'm not the best at being efficient with my time. I, I like to, with my girlfriends, you know, watch Netflix series in the evening. And I also still play video games, etc. So not, not uh, I mean, I still have a lot to learn from Seneca, I guess. Mm. And if, well, if life is to be enjoyed, then is it bad to be playing video games? And yeah, it's a confusing one. Yeah, exactly. I think Seneca would say yes. So I think he says... If I, if I understood correctly, he says two things. Uh, one, as you said, you should try and become wiser. So philosophy is like the 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 highest good there is in, in in terms of time spent. And then the second, he he was like focus on experiences more than things, and create nice memories. So that's I think I found a, a pretty nice thing, where he says instead of you know buying a new car, use that money to. Well, he didn't say buy a new car, obviously, but instead of buying new shoes or whatever, he would say, do something crazy, you know, or special, something that will create a memory because memories last a lifetime. Things don't. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Which certainly whilst we're in lockdown, I think has been quite a hard one for people because time seems to be just going so fast when you just kind of do the same things every day and you don't go out, you don't have any change. And like, I did really enjoy, I did a few weeks of kind of just doing stupid things. And like, I definitely had more memories during that time. I've, I've had like during the quarantine, I've probably had the most productive time of my life yeah. in general when it comes to business and this podcast and other stuff. But still like March feels like last week. 
some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do now. <laughs> and, Definitely. Uh, it's, it's, it went by so fast. It's crazy. And so I think indeed, I, I can see myself making a habit of at least each week, weekend, do something crazy, like something out of the ordinary, something to make sure there's some variability in each week. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like you've spent more time. Yeah, I super got into biking for the last few weeks and been doing a lot of that. But now that's already kind of starting to feel sort of repetitive. And I'm like, I need to do mm. something on a Sunday that's just like really different and spend like five hours like hiking up a big hill or doing mm -hmm. something that's like completely different, I feel. That being said, I think Senna would approve of what we're doing with this podcast, right? Because yeah, over definitely. the past month, we've been studying philosophy, getting wiser, I guess. And so I think, I think that's actually something he would approve of. But it's not that we've been spending our whole day doing that. It's been no, not at all. About an hour a day or something. Mm. It's been nice. I've, I've been really uh, enjoying it. So Yeah, it's like a good practice just like for something. It's, it's never like convenient always to do these things, but it's like a permanent mm -hmm. thing of improvement, which hopefully we encourage other listeners to start doing with their friends mm -hmm. and, and learn from. Interesting. Anyway, we've kind of got a bit off the book to talk about ourselves, really. <laughs> should probably get back to, yeah, I, know, I had like three main lessons of like, life seems short to those who spend it chasing leisure, luxury and legacy was like his first like big one. Or apparently mm -hmm. for those in lockdown who are doing the same things each day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a good question to ask yourself to determine if like an activity is worthwhile is if I did this for 24 hours straight, would it amount to anything? And obviously if you're mm. watching TV, like, I don't know, like for me, if I did 24 hours straight of playing guitar, like that would amount to something. I feel like I'd improve a lot. I'd let, learn some songs, mm. things, but I guess for him, that wasn't so much, but if you're reading or mm -hmm. if you're doing some form of study to improve yourself, I feel like that's useful. Whereas, yeah, that kind of is a very easy threshold for time wasteful activities. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good one. That's a good rule to live by, but it's also, it's, it's, it's not always so self-evident. But I think you should have a, have a break as in you kind of need to stop and just do nothing for five minutes every hour anyway, to kind of keep the momentum up and maybe have an hour break where you kind of just go for a walk or chat about nothing to then bring the energy back. But if you, mm -hmm. if you sort of think about that, okay, I'm doing that to like fuel my thoughtful activity i guess it's okay whereas if you're just sort of mindlessly doing leisure stuff without a goal maybe it's bad i i think i agree so if you're just like chasing short-term gratification the whole time then you're not really living mm. or making most out of life that that's that's for sure definitely so he has a, he has a point there for me yeah on the subject of leisure luxury and legacy so the first one leisure he who spends all of his workday fantasizing about the tranquility of retirement will never truly retire. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel as in you shouldn't, well, you, I guess it's you should pick work that you enjoy to do and bring energy to it. Yeah, exactly. I think, so one of the points he makes is that you shouldn't postpone happiness. Mm. So you shouldn't like work your whole life to say, okay, because uh, from the age of 60, I'm going to retire. And from then I can enjoy leisure time, do whatever I want and, and really be happy because you're never certain that you're going to make it until then. Yeah. So yeah. you might as well, like you should be focused on enjoying your time now and mm. stop planning ahead or at least planning your happiness ahead. Yeah. The same, even if it's just like working 
to enjoy the weekend. Some people mm-hmm. haven't quite thought about retirement as such, but just uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very short term yes. mindset rather than yeah, exactly. It's going to yeah. build you and grow you. And then luxury: he who works only for the next car, house, or vacation will always be worried about either the last one losing its touch or where the next one will come from. Hmm. Yes. That's like the, the the concept of lifestyle creep, where you mm. if you if you start earning double, you won't start saving double. You know, you'll just yeah. spend more, and you're not going to get happier. And so it's just like your your standards of living going to go up, but you're going to feel the same. And so it's it, nothing's going to change. You're still going to aim for that promotion to get more money, and then there's this tendency to to you know consume more and get more to be happier, which doesn't really work. Yeah. Because you're constantly trying to buy happiness, which is the thing that leaves, as we spoke about the nature of impermanence. And so you need to learn more to be happy with what you have, because then like whenever mm-hmm. you have, you'll always be happy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One of the, the quotes that I liked was, um, start quotes, you must not think a man has lived long because of white hair and wrinkles. He has not lived long, just existed long. Mm. Uh, end quote it's kind of i found it kind of funny but it's true that you can exist without really living i think here he makes he says like if you as you said chase you know instant gratification and luxury or i don't know the third thing yeah legacy we didn't finish that point we can uh, swap it back or something yeah we can do it afterwards exactly so yeah if you're constantly chasing that you haven't really lived you just merely existed actually this kind of combines a bit with legacy because i would say in many ways, I sometimes feel like I'm moving really slowly and like, I'm kind of, I feel like I waste lots of time, but then mm-hmm. I'll talk to other people and they'll be like, oh my God, you're 29. How have you done so many different things? And like, I have lots of stories for someone of my age, people are like, holy shit, how are you only that old for like mm-hmm. the things you've done, like travels and businesses and all these different things, which is kind of cool. So I guess I'm kind of filling, filling it in, even though I, actually in my own mind I could see like all the things that I waste and sort of I waste like six months doing things in the wrong way and like my current Mm. business I'm like wait I was trying to do this like eight months ago why didn't I just do like the simple thing instead of like fanning around for eight months not doing it properly and then but that also goes into legacy because am I doing this so I can tell people that I've had like a big life and all these things or is it for yourself because kind of a legacy is a life that is well lived surely in some ways Mm -hmm. that's a bit confusing yeah, I think it's dangerous to compare yourself to others uh, yeah. in a positive and negative way because you can Definitely. always find people who are less efficient than you. But then if you look at someone like Elon Musk, for example, when he was oh, 30, yeah. already <laughs> sold PayPal, like did some crazy stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there, I think, well, my, that, that's my opinion. I don't know what Seneca would say, but I would say like everyone has their own journey and it's up to you to just make the most out of it, out of it I guess. Yeah. Every day improving, basically. It's the uh, yes. best point. Every day being wiser than yesterday. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, the quote from Legacy was, he who hopes for the grandeur of his tombstone will spend much of his life planning an event he can neither attend nor control. Which, mm. so I've always thought that it's very sad that everyone turns up for your funeral and yet you might not have seen these people in ages. Like, why don't you have like more people at your birthday to actually celebrate you whilst you're still there? And it seems quite annoying. So I had to fix that one but I would love to, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of points at like the Pharaohs and all this crazy crap they had going on with their team sense and stuff. I don't know. 
how much that relates to now. I guess people do really like to leave a legacy and care a lot about stuff, but it seems mm-hmm. kind of different. And do you, do you think about like, do you feel like your parents waste their time thinking about their own legacies and these kind of stuff? Not at all, actually. No. I think yeah. they're doing a pretty good job of focusing on the on the moment and enjoying life. Mm. Yes, it's interesting. I guess it's worrying about what you have in some ways. That there's a nice quote. I can't remember who said it, but you never see a U-Haul behind a hearst, basically meaning as you're going to your grave, you can't take your stuff with you. And so like, what's the point of like wow. including all this stuff? And you're like, yeah, I guess <laughs> you're just going to give it away. You die with nothing. So what's the point of like trying to be grand? And I mean, if you're trying to make mm-hmm. money to have like this legacy, you're like, all these things you change it's like you're dead (laughs) you have nothing anyway what does it really Mm -hmm. matter Mm -hmm. so if you could have had a more enjoyable life then you probably would have focused on different things and Mm -hmm. yeah i think as a nice example of if you had eighty six thousand or hundred thousand dollars in a day to spend and like it goes down by one a second you do your most to spend it every day kind of thing but you have 86,000 seconds every day. You don't do your most to spend each second the best you can. And Mm -hmm. I think that sort of sums up the book nicely for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's easier to get $86,000 than it is to get one day of your life back. Yeah. So Mm. I don't feel like you spoke much about sport or kind of health and caring for your health. Mm. I mean, he talks about like not just being a complete idiot and eating terrible food and mm. alcohol and stuff mm. and like ruining yourself. But he doesn't talk about like self-care of because you can get potentially years back by like caring for your body and doing exercise. And mm-hmm. you probably also get more quality in those years because you're more able and you probably have better clarity of thought because you've got like a healthy body to do things well, which mm-hmm. he doesn't go into as much, but I guess their science levels weren't nearly what we have now. But other people I feel have mentioned that from his time. Yeah, it's 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 hard to imagine that he didn't really know that being healthy would make your life longer. Yeah. Not sure. But I guess that's that's still a valid point, right? It's not like a direct feedback of like, oh, if I eat some McDonald's feeling shit, it's a very long term lag. So you don't really mm-hmm. feel like the nature of it. As in mm-hmm. hundreds of years where people smoke cigarettes before we use that. I'd be like, oh, we should probably not do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. One uh, final quote I really liked was the following start quotes. Those who make time for philosophy are the only ones who are really alive. They do not only keep a good watch over their own lifetimes, but they annex every age to theirs. All the years that have passed before them are added to their own. And so, the way I imp- interpret this quote is as follows. And I actually, I've, I've noticed this myself. So I think Seneca sees like philosophy as this mountain that you're mm-hmm. climbing. And there's like at the top, there's the, the, the end point of understanding the world and being enlightened. And it, yeah. it might or may not be, it may or may not be achievable. And so I think what he says is that if you study philosophy um, and you read the philosophers that have, have gone behind you, like to, they'll like reading their works will help you climb up the mountain very fast. Mm. So if, if a philosopher has spent uh, their whole life thinking about certain concepts, writing it all down in one book, if you read that book, you actually gain their years to yours Yeah, because you like, you get like, way, way higher up the mountain. 
and that's actually something I've, I've noticed in the past weeks. So since we've started reading these philosophy books is, yeah, it's been weird. Very unconsciously, I've been thinking differently about things. Definitely. A million different things I want to talk about on that. One is just like the concept of all this sort of old knowledge. And it kind of felt like it was a lot easier to do something of purpose and meaning in those days because there's a lot more ground that you could make as a single human or in the same mm. way that you could go discover an entire country, all these kind of things. And now it just seems like, like there's more and more people doing things, but they all have to do like more and more like specific, tiny little things to really make any kind of difference. And you'll find yourself working on something for a bit and then someone else will have gone and done it already. And it's just like, it can be a bit defeating, I found, which is odd. That being said, I th also think that the opportunities of or doing something new have, ex have exploded as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think you could make an argument to say that it has never been easier to be extraordinary than today. Mm. I think at least for for like the average person, you know, because the average person in Greece was a slave, so they didn't really have any abilities to do something extraordinary. But for us, like everyone has the potential to do amazing things and, and ch change the world, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot more easier to get your voice heard. And people do have very fixed mindsets about many things, about the way they are, but it is easier to start initiating change, whereas like they had like, their ways and you need to like convince a bunch of people to do anything when like you couldn't actually reach the people to hear you if you know what i mean whereas mm. you can kind of find the people who would be a crowd to start a change so um mm -hmm. that way things are better anyway back to what you're talking about as with the whole pursuing philosophy and reaching an end point it's very much like the buddhism journey of enlightenment and trying mm. to actually just seek true meaning and being one with the world i think it, it yeah he possibly would have been a Buddhist if he'd kind of been in, in that side of the world for sure. Because mm -hmm. it's all the same kind of concepts of not wasting your time and money on all these different things and going and just yeah. take it, truly learning about yourself and the world and being one and peace and happiness. And uh, I did quite like an analogy of you, you'll regularly see a millionaire going to a monk for advice, but you'll never see a monk going to a millionaire for advice of how to live his life. And it's kind of true. And you're like, well, mm, yeah, it's a good one. Pursue money all the time. But then those are the people that do want to see a bit more advice about how to be happy and what's going wrong and how to like be one with themselves. But you never sort of get mm. it the other way around. True. No, I think I agree. I think that's stoicism is like uh, Western or Greek, uh, the Greek version of Buddhism, basically. Mm. It's quite similar in a lot of the concepts which is probably why I like it because yeah. uh, I already consider myself well, not a Buddhist, but I like their philosophy on, on life. Yeah. Yeah. And meditation. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it at some point when we get time to go more into the religions and read mm. like the Buddhist texts and like the Quran and different, different things. I think we'll become very wise and <laughs> better humans seeking our philosophical enlightenment. Another nice thing like lesson was he talks about like don't spend the voyage of your life being tossed around by wind and weather or worse other people's vision and there's a really cool quote that isn't by him but it's a ship in harbor is safe that is not what ships are built for and it kind of makes the point around mm. kind of forging your own path and not letting other people's sort of wants control you which goes a lot into like nicholas taleb's um theory of just never having a job and like actually doing your own thing and because you can spend mm. your whole life just trying to build someone else's vision and 
like what is that but then it kind of goes into not having a legacy and, and perhaps you should just like be happy doing things for other people like mm-hmm. or into a late I, I really like the the quote of the ship because mm. it's something i have realized uh, over the past months is that the paradox of, of human of, of being human is as follows like we thrive under stress and under pressure mm. but we still do everything we can to make life as easy as possible for ourselves yeah yeah all right should we do ratings Seneca? yes on the shortness of life six hmm. i think well i would certainly recommend people to read it actually it's a good intro because it's really to the point and it is quite readable maybe i should say seven oh, i don't know maybe i really like it i'm so confused <laughs> hmm. that's philosophy doing that's what philosophy does yeah with you, man. so final verdict final verdict is eight because actually it's short it's to the point it really is a helpful concept to learn for people and i think it could change people's lives if they read it and it would be a good intro for stoicism nice good so i'm gonna so before you started talking um, i was gonna say five so i'm gonna stick with five because i think it's short it's accessible and i liked it but there's like yeah i mean again these old uh, ancient philosophy books it's, it's difficult because I, I could try and compare them with the other books, like all of the books we did in this podcast. And there, there's some very high, like strong competition. So yeah, I think uh, for me, it's a five. I think of the philosophy books, it's a very good starting point. It's a nice one. It's probably also a, a, a good intro into stoicism from the perspective of, of life and, and shortness of it. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't really recommend people reading it again. I think I would say try and get like a summary because it's going to be more easily digestible that way. Mm. Yeah, you can read like a, like a blog post on it. I guess I feel of the books that we've read, if like if there's one thing that you do from a book and like that's what you follow, this is one of the better ones. So you should be like, yes, def- definitely just do this. Also, maybe I've got a bit of proximity bias because actually thinking about it through like the ones we've read, I'm like, actually, we've just read tons of good books. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh, well. Okay, so for the next episode in this series on philosophy, we'll be doing uh, Marcus Aurelius, so we're sticking with the Stoics. Yeah, meditations. It's yes. going to be awesome because I've already read the first half and I really, really liked it and got a lot of friends that are friends. <laughs> Super. All right. See you then. Thank you for listening to our podcast. As you know, we are doing this to try and help you get smarter. Well, I have another project for podcast listeners just like you who want to be smart. Nico and I learned so much from reading the same things together and discussing them, and I wanted there to be a tool that made it easy for anyone to listen to the same podcasts and books together with their friends. So I'm building the app Syncify, which does just that. It connects you with your friends in the app, listen to the same things at the same time, or create shared playlists and work through them at your own pace. You can share comments and highlights of your favorite bits and become smarter by seeing what your friends think around the same content that you enjoy. As a bonus, it also helps with your mental health and reduces isolation. Personally, I hate publishing my life on social media, which I find all rather antisocial. And I don't go out of my way to phone a friend for no reason other than the fact I feel lonely. But I do love doing things with other people and having my friends listen to the same things is, is really awesome. I mean, I used to speak to Nico like once a year before we started this book club together, and now we talk all the time because we're just doing something together. 
So do yourself a favour and sign up for the Syncify app at syncifyapp.com. And I really hope it helps. Thanks a lot for listening. If you enjoyed the show or learned anything new, be sure to share it with your friends. And I just can't tell you how great it is if you were to happen to leave a review on iTunes. These really do help quite a lot. If you have any questions or books that you'd like us to read, feel free to reach out to us through the website, wiserpod.com, or reach out to us on LinkedIn. And just keep loving and keep learning, and ideally, keep listening. Big love from Sam and Nico. And the Wiser Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you.